Hello, my friends. This is Chad. You're listening to the Cliff Notes feature of the Naked Leadership Podcast. Every Friday, we post a condensed version of this week's episode. Those of you that have little time to listen or want a quick reminder of the principles we discussed, we made this for you. If you're looking to enjoy the full conversation, just navigate back to the previous episode and you can listen to it in its entirety. Otherwise, get ready because there's a lot here in under five minutes. Let's go. It's interesting how cognitive breakdowns are so... Harvard did a study on what destroys creating agreement in any negotiation where you're looking to persuade somebody like you want somebody to care about your work. Or 91%, some high percent, is cognitive. In fact, when I see my wife do, in this case, when I see my wife pulling back or not listening or what I think is not listening, I make up that she doesn't care. When she could be pulling back, like, I wonder how I could help him. I don't know what I could offer him. It's not in my expertise. I don't want to say something to him that would send him down a road that would even make it worse for them. That's just as likely as I don't care. It could be an act of caring. I don't know. You don't know unless you check in. But that's a cognitive breakdown. I'm making up she doesn't care when she's making up she can't give me anything of value. That happens in communication in my life all the time. If it's a situation that you're complained about it in your mind, if that's going on, you might just start to ask yourself, what what are you getting out of it? Like, what do you get out of being in complaint? Because you haven't done anything about it. So there must be something that you're getting out of being in complaint. And that part of the inquiry, that's part of the cognitive in- inquiry. Because no matter what you do, if you have that complaint and you do other things to try to show you care, you're just going to reinforce your complaint. You could be feeling superior because, you know, that's stupid. She's stupid. She doesn't, she see, I care. I mean, I've done all this. Now I'm including her in my business and she doesn't even care. See, she really doesn't care. So I get to be right. I could be superior. I don't have to risk finding out something that'd be uncomfortable. Maybe I like the way we're relating together, even though there's some bumps. I mean, there's a number of things that could be going on that I'm unwilling to. Maybe there's, it requires me to do things I don't want to do. So I don't want to hear it. But if I'm not not going to get real about it. I won't have the conversation. I knew that I was scared of talking about what my wife wanted from me because that undefined conversation, I had a lot of license in the undefined conversation. You know, so if I brought it up, especially anything that's sour on my side, then we'd get in a real conversation about my own commitment to home and my the time at home and my attention at home. So, and I don't, I didn't want to throttle. I was, I was, it felt like a threat. Like her needs would be a threat to my ambitions. So I'd rather, you know, even look good in my own eyes that I'm not asking her to be more. That's another, I mean, it's kind of been the superiority thing. But if I can like be this kind of suffering saint over here, that's like putting all this time in and bringing all this money home and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not even supported at home and I'm doing it. Like I get to look good in my own eyes in that way too. It's like, look how hard this is for me. And I'm not even going to bring it up. Look, I'm not, I'm so good. I'm not even going to bring it up. I wonder what it would take to create support at home. I wonder what it would take from me to create support at home. That shift from, okay, I'm captain of this experience. I think about like the captain of of a football team or a soccer team. You know, you don't just walk on the field and have support like that. It's something that you earn. It's something that you go create with the people in relationship. And you've got to be willing to hear feedback. And there's a million aspects of that earning that we could that we could dive into. But just that simple shift of like, I wonder what it would require from me to create the support I want at home. I think, you know, that unlocks 
so many parts of the brain that was just like, oh, I, I would need to ask for what I want and I would need to find out how I'm not supporting them. And it creates a more curious, interesting conversation than this whiny conversation of like, hmm, I'm not getting supported. It's really at the base. It's like, what type of agreement do I have with my significant other? Like, who are we for each other? You can never have that conversation too often. Because if you have it, you know, we all like have an agreement. If you're married to somebody, you, you made an agreement at some level when you got married, like wedding day type. And it's amazing how how infrequent people check in around how how am I for you? If you're willing to listen to the worst case scenario, then there's, if you give them that space, by the way, that'll do the question itself will do most of the heavy lifting because it obviously gives a signal that you give a shit, that you are you want to be responsible and you care about their experience. And there's like 50 things baked into just the willingness to ask that question. But if you aren't willing to, then all you're going to do is like settle for this kind of hyper transactional bullshit. Because the beauty of it is if you put yourself out there as one that's willing to shift in order to help them generate the experience they want, quote unquote, right, and they could still be miserable. Oh, 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 o